0: Baltimore and WERQ FM HD3 Baltimore brought to you by Live
1: Casino and Hotel the views and opinions of the guest and host you here on 1010 WOLB are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Radio 1 its sponsors or advertisers
2: Thank the people that are here to support this bill where y'all at okay and i also would like to give thanks to all these petitioners because we actually consulted the people in the neighborhood we got there you know we wanted to know how they felt about what was going on in their communities unlike a lot of these agencies we actually consulted the people in the communities okay and we got almost a thousand names uh, on these uh petition forms some of them are still out so and what the petition says is To to Mayor Pugh, the Balmer City Council, Governor Hogan, the Maryland State Legislature, and the U.S. Congress. Yes, I agree that we should, one, end the displacement of people from their neighborhoods and end the destruction of their communities just to give land and tax subsidies to developers and investors. Two, introduce the the 1% interest renovation slash rebuilding loan dollar house, dollar lot program because the house will be built from the ground up. For the individual citizen, as a fairest way to ensure funds earmarked for the community are used to help the people who actually live there with training, jobs, and home ownership. Number three, end the destruction of the remaining affordable housing stock in Baltimore, a city with a documented lack of affordable housing.
3: I've seen people walking around the streets scared to death. But you know what? If they live in a decent house, that they will eventually have a D2. they straighten up their back. They have a little bit of pride. If you see those brothers slinging on the corner, if they had a trade, they could know how to go and make a decent living and not have to run from the police. We have a murder rate of almost 300 people. Young people in this city, well. suppose somebody gave a tenth of them a job they catch all the where they could take a paycheck to the bank so
4: long, and cash it for real dollars, suppose
3: and suppose me, happy, a 68-year lady pass away, doesn't have to worry I gotta get out of here before it gets too dark, do you hear me, do you understand build what I'm saying, what I'm saying is I real simple, Do it. Help the brother that's trying to help the rest of us. We got his back. And if you play your cards right, we'll have your back.
4: We've got to be the the lightning rod in this nation because every urban city in this country, through conspiracies, find themselves with thousands of abandoned houses. Don't tell me that's not by design. We've got to break out of that genocidal approach To people who want to live and have a right to, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let there be no doubt. Justice delayed is justice denied.
2: Hello, Baltimore. Welcome to a special edition of the Call Tyrone Show. And I'm your humble host, Tyrone Boast, back on the scene. And I appreciate all your calls as far as uh, the show, and, and and but we're back. We're back, and uh, we're ready uh, to go. So, today, what we're going to do is we're going to have um, our um, uh, Man in the Street edition of the Call Time Run Show. And I got something really special for you guys. Um, uh, first of all, <laughs> I'm looking at the newspaper. And uh, right on the front page, it says that the sergeant charged an assault leaves the city in pay. Okay. It says here, and I'm just reading directly from the Sun paper, and it's dated Monday, October 7th, 2019. It says, a suspected police sergeant accused by the Baltimore Police Commissioner of tarnishing the badge was the city's highest paid employee during the first fiscal year. Sergeant Ethan Newberg, New, Newberg, a, 20, a twenty-four-year veteran of the Baltimore Police Department, earned two hundred sixty thousand seven hundred seventy-five dollars in the fiscal year that ended June thirtieth. That's good pay for kicking people's butts, uh, according to uh, data recently posted on Open Baltimore, the city's open data website. Over time, more than doubled his. They salary of 107 thousand so he's making six figures to be a police officer which I, you know I'm not knocking that I'm not knocking that the police uh, should not be paid well I'm not anti-police as I've, I've said many many times before I don't have anything against police I have something against corrupt police because it makes it dangerous for all of us okay and and I'll explain to you further um, as we get into the show um, why this is so dangerous why why it is so uh, important that we weed out these corrupt police officers. And um, the, the city should not be paying for their mal- malfeasance. I'll be the first to say that. Maybe the FOP should develop a fund to pay for it. So they back up all the nonsense that, uh, crap that they throw at the citizen. And maybe uh, maybe that, that's a thought. Maybe the FOP should develop a fund to um, uh, pay out for police uh, brutality cases and police um, misconduct. Because the citizens of Baltimore are, are the victims. So you're actually the victim to pay basically for a butt whipping and, you know, false reports and all these other things that go on in Baltimore City. Now, there was a lot of hoopla about uh the Sweezy kids, right? So, <laughs> um uh I and I just had to be listening to the radio on another show and 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 um this is on both black and white radio. I hear people mail in, in the uh Sweezy kids. As if they're the biggest menace to Baltimore City. Now, granted, we have three hundred murders a year. Okay, now they're trying to get everybody to panic because of the three hundred murders, all right? They try um, but we don't need to panic, we need to come up with solutions. Yeah, three hundred murders is bad, but if you know anything about historical data of Baltimore, from nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety nine. There was almost 300 murders a year. Oh, no, no, more than 300 murders a year. Every year from 1989, and you can look this up, to, to 1999, there were more than 300 murders a year every year. So, and the reason this hasn't changed is, so we're back to normal, actually. We had, we had uh, I think Sheila in Dixon, no, Sheila Dixon's term, we had a uh, decrease, um, but we're back to normal right, <laughs> right now, um, actually, mainly because we've done nothing that really works to change the situation. The underlying problem. We're still doing the same stupid stuff. Um, uh, You know, hiring more police. Okay, well, you know what? The police, by the the police, cannot stop you from committing a crime. Okay, by definition, you can't lock people up if they haven't committed a crime. So the police is a reactionary force. People, you know, they're not there to protect you. They're there to enforce the law. Okay, a lot of people don't understand that. So you would actually have to do something constitutionally. You actually have to do. I would have to or somebody would have to kill you before the police can arrest them. So what are you going <laughs> to You're to wait to get killed, and then, you know, what good is that for you? You know, it's good for the rest of us. They're still above ground, but for you, it's too late. So what we need to do is look at effective things to prevent crime, front-end stuff, to prevent crime from happening in the first place and get people out of their lifestyle. That's what, you know, a lot of the murders and moments, as I keep saying over and over again, are connected to uh, the drug trade and and drug culture. And um, and that's been documented. It's not to be debated. So we need to figure out why people are turning to these means of income and and do and handle it that way. Keep people turning their lives around. I've seen people turn their lives around. I've seen it. But usually I had or or they were offered something that made up for the income they would lose. It's one thing to to give people a bunch of, you know, um, high talk about why you shouldn't do wrong and all this stuff. If you're eating good and you got a big belly and. But the minute that person gets hungry again, he's going to see the BS in your message. Okay? So you can't, I mean, you can't eat tree bark. Now, they want the Swedish kids to eat tree bark because apparently people don't understand the degree of poverty in a lot of these neighborhoods and that a lot of their parents aren't there. Um, some of them are out tracing drugs or whatever, the, the parents, and they had to spend the food money, you know, on, on drugs. So you're telling the Swedish kids to um, they ignore his siblings and, you know, they're stepping up. They don't what they have to do to survive. They create a hustle because the hustles we had don't exist anymore. You can't go out and shine shoes. Okay, the stuff you did when you were little, the, the, you got you, you, uh, older black men that mad at the kids, the stuff you did when you were little, they, they it doesn't exist. You can't collect bottles. Adults are selling newspapers, so you don't have a paper route, so those hustles don't exist, and we don't have the summer jobs we had. I worked every year on a summer job, every year, and I worked 10 weeks, not five that they're doing now. So what we're going to do is we're gonna to try to hear from the Sweezy kids, uh, mouth himself. So I interviewed the Sweezy kid, as a matter of fact, and I uh, went down to his neighborhood because I met him at a, at a, um, a conference. On um, it was like a meeting we had uh, to, to figure out some problems in the city, and I and I, I told him I wanted to interview him so for the show, and um, so I went down to his neighborhood. He lived in the hood, just like I knew he did. He lived down the, He lived down the hood. And uh, you know, uh, I guess it was Gilmore and Lexton. Uh, West, West Lexington. Anybody knows anything about Baltimore knows that's the hood. <laughs> okay? So, you know, I'm seeing, you know, various uh young men staying about, you know, definitely unemployed with, you know, in various degrees of uh survival mode, you know. Uh beginning, uh, medium advanced. Okay. Very <laughs> various degrees of survival mode and and uh I'm seeing people, you know, just pretty much um, that could be, you know, just ways that could be used in the, in the program that we're trying to get the city to to approve, you know, give them a trade, give them something to do, give them something to get them out of that lifestyle, give them that alternative. Okay. So we're going to go, what we're going to do is we're going to go to number 59 and we're going to figure out, to 59 we're going to figure out what it is that makes somebody wants to do. We're going to hear from the Swedish guy. We're not going to hear from somebody so, surrounded by 20, uh, Policemen, you know, bellies poking out and guns and all this stuff. We're going to hear the from from the Sweezy guy. Um, this is uh, Tyrone Boast. Um, you don't have to use your real name. If you want to, that's fine. Uh, you know, but, um, you want to introduce yourself?
5: No.
2: Yeah. Okay. You what? You don't want to use your name? No. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So
5: a lot of people say that the, um, the Sweezy kids are a menace. What you got to say about that? I don't know why. I mean, you can come right there and take a look at yourself. Right. Like, they can come talk to us.
2: So all sweetie boys ain't doing bad stuff. And, Cause I hear oh, people nah. saying they putting mud
5: on people, muddy water on people windows. Oh no. Nah. And they rude and they cussing people out and all this kind of stuff. See, we entrepreneurs. The entrepreneurs, we just the ones who hit the window, and y'all say no, we still hit the window, and then like just hit you with a thank you, catch me the next time, you ain't got to pay for real. You Do you think there's a lot of that going on? Because I've, really, uh-huh. I've never really encountered it. I ain't you, never seen it in my eyes, you feel me? Yeah. They,
2: they said and they said in their eyes. So yeah, they know. say it in their eyes. That's what I, I agree. I agree. I've never had any sweetest person disrespect me, in whatever you want to call them. i never had them disrespect me in any way. If I say no, they just go about their business. So, well, I give them a dollar and they ain't got wash with them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if I got it, I just give it to them. But, um, so, uh, have you ever had, a, um, about how
5: old are you? I'm 19. You're 19? You ever had a summer job? Yeah. Okay. How many? Every year? No, one summer job. One summer job? Yeah. Since you've been a teenager, you had one summer job? Yeah, one summer job. Okay, when I was a teenager, I had a summer job every year. Uh, how many weeks did you
2: work when you had that one summer job? Five. Five weeks. When I was a teenager, well, I had a job every year, and I worked, um, every year I wanted one, and I worked 10 weeks, at least 10 weeks. Right. So there is a difference. A lot of grown ups don't understand that. They don't understand. They say the jobs is out here, and they just people just too lazy to go get a job. Right.
5: So um, what do what you think about that? Do you think um, there are pro, enough programs out here for young people your age? No, no. Every job I love, and anything, nothing but Mexicans. Okay, so they, they only hire Mexicans. They might be That's 10 true. Mexican, one black man. Yeah. Okay, yeah. i see seen that too. But I so I'm not crazy. In and I still ain't it, you feel me? Well, I was talking to a lady yesterday, and she was an older lady, you know, about my age. She said, well, there's all kinds of programs out here for them. Right. And so they don't need to be out there. So, see, is it's that by, true? It's my program. They think it's for us. You feel me? But the whole time it's for our people. But like, I, I don't know. I ain't never knew a program for us. I don't know. Okay, so so what do you think would be a good idea if if they if they want to um get
2: people from stop people from doing squeezy because some people have a problem with it, I'll be honest with you. I don't have a problem
5: but some people have problem with. In it. my eyes, go around and ask these boys what they you feel me, what they want. Cause it's everybody got a. a a goal with the, you feel me right right accomplish and stuff you feel me so if they feel as though they want to get people out walk around and start talking to them asking them you feel me what they need what they want you feel me cause they, are, they ain't out there for nothing they probably need something you feel me they want something so if they ask them do they, you feel me ask them so a lot of you think it's coming from
2: um, backgrounds where they don't have a whole lot of money Basically, yeah, and don't maybe they don't have any lights on in the house or you know, yeah, things of that nature. Something, like, always something, something coming up, yeah. yeah. Well, if nothing but child support. They gotta got have money, right? Yeah, basically. Right. And I, and I think a lot of grown
5: ups don't understand that. They think you all just out there trying to, you know, get on their nerves or something. No, they say we strong uh I heard that too. Yeah, they be saying we. Um, I forgot what they be saying we pan had no son. Right. Yeah, pan. Yeah. But I never hear. I
2: never hear anybody talking about these white guys that uh, look like Jesus Christ superstar.
5: Right. I never hear anybody say anything about them. That's
2: they right. want to pick on the Swedish kids because you know that's that's cowardly to me. Right. So instead of doing something about the problem, like demanding and more more resource summer jobs. When I was when I was a young man, I not only did I have some job, I had a a job after school. I could work three hours. Right. So we had hustles, and then some of the people back further back. I'm, I'm, this is at, before my time. But some people they could shine shoes. They could. Um, they had all kind of hustles out here. You can't shine shoes no more. i wants not to shine right. these that No, That's
5: That's
2: what I know, shorty. Yeah. It's, yeah. It uh, patented no. and then you know some of the hustles was turning bottles, and you get bottles money for bottles. And then and newspapers. They grown not be deliver newspapers now. So, but what I did, I went into the army. Now I'm, I can't recommend that for everybody, right. because Lying. nah, everybody ain't no army material. Because if they give you anything, they gonna want something in return. They want you for your body, basically, and they gonna, they ain't gonna make things way to get you killed. I'm be honest with you, I, I wouldn't advise anybody. To go into the army, unless you got it in your mind that you can possibly get your ass killed, you know what I'm right, saying? It's not enough No, I'm not saying you're gonna die and die. I, I retired. i retired from reserves now. Right. I retired. I did two tours of Iraq. I didn't get killed, but but I'm not God saying that's for everybody. Yeah, God was with me. Yeah, yeah. whatever reason I had to live, you know, I had to live and and, uh, and come back. For whatever reason, I'm going to die time anyway, so I don't worry about that. Oh, yeah, I don't fear death. Okay, so, and you, co- yeah, your corner's down on Orleans, I think. In Gay Street. In Gay Street, China. yeah. I see y'all down there. Yeah, we go down there. Yeah, line. I go down there every now and then. Okay, so you the crew. So we're just about done. What's the highest grade you went to school? I in the 12th, my last year. It's the last year, so you're still yeah. in school now, right? Yeah. So you, if you had an after-school job, that would actually help you, right? Right. So, yeah, so, like, if you had an after-school job if, like I had, um, yeah, that'd be great. And then I had people come to the school and offer me a job, you right. know, from from the, um, the Sparrows Point places like that. Right. They just come to our schools, coming to us, because it was just like black people do that kind of stuff. Right. And um, that's I, called affirmative I, action. That, is that, <laughs> that y'all that kind of thing? That doesn't anymore do to, to school recruiting, y'all. No. <laughs> okay, I didn't think so. So the situation is that it's not enough jobs out here.
5: I'm thinking for people to make. And honestly, so Affirmative a lot of does not exist to, to, to other nations. said he put one point three million to the Boys. Um, for, uh, yeah, okay, Well, somebody's doing something about the problem. Now I've, I've been agitating about this for a long time,
2: and uh, and we don't. I personally don't want to see the police being used, you know, against the Swoosie kids. Right. Because as far That's as I'm possible. concerned, less contact that uh, a young man, a young black man, has a is better. You know what I'm saying? Because it usually comes to a bad end when, when they do, you they know. Do come right. Yeah, so I hate to say it, but that's the way it is. So what, do you have any amb- ambitions? Because Sweezy, I'll be honest with you, Sweezy is not a, a real career path, man. Oh, no, that ain't my, ain't
5: my career Right, right. So what do you want to do, do when you grow up? I grow up. I'm going to be my own boss. You want to be your own boss? my own boss. Okay, I'm my own boss. You see that truck right there? That's my That's my work truck. I'm I'm on, but nobody tell
2: me what to do. Nobody tell me when to be yeah, nowhere. Go to work, right? right, when to go to work, and um, nobody's gonna fire me. <laughs> Sometimes I fire myself. You Easy. know what I'm saying? Easy. So, um, uh, what are some of the things you've been looking at?
5: Uh, I'm thinking about getting a car wash. You, know, you know, that's what costs money, right? That's what I'm saying. So, how you, you gonna get, get the money? You want to so go. So I to take over. The, you feel me? The right, right. So I to take the east side, please. Oh, yeah, okay. So y'all want to wow. get the well, swap? Y'all want to try and, like get a, squawk, a car wash
2: and turn go professional with, yeah. with your with your leadership instead of just wash women, wash whole damn cars. Car. Oh, that's an excellent idea. That's an excellent idea. I wonder, you know, I'm trying to advocate to get the houses and everything. I wonder if we can get a building that y'all can use for a car wash. That's
5: insane. And yeah, and then right. and I'm
2: a, I do plumbing too, I'm a master plumber. Well, maybe we can hook it up the way y'all, get. you know what I'm saying. So yeah, so have an alternative to be to being out here because a lot of people. and I listen to I listen to a white talk radio, oh man, it'd be hard on Swedish kids, man. I swear. I'm like, I, I don't know if you ever heard it, but um, I'm like, I mean, really, you know? I they can't stand even watching y'all when they go out the city with all the money they make in Baltimore. Right back to the county with the money. Don't even stop at the corner the store. Right. They're looking at you like you're in their way, and they they feel really it's guilt. It's yeah, guilt trip. Right. They know that that um, people out in the city. Is starving and they're making all this money off of Baltimore and ain't giving nothing back. No. So, no, and I'm all they got. Hey, complaining Exactly. Complaining about sweet shit. would anybody j- do? Yeah. just complain. Don't never do Co- Complain about the powerless that don't want to do anything about yeah, it.
5: That, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Say, out express out out. yourself. we we never out there for our health. Hmm. Well, We always out there for something, right? So you just not out here just because you want to be bad yeah. and you want to just annoy people, get on their nerve. Right. That's the kind of shit I be
2: getting from grown people, you know, and I have to tighten that up. It's, it's like I can't sit there and listen to this stuff, right. you know, because I know if I am if I was if I was your age I have nothing, I'd be out of this you too, or something. I figured something out to do a hustle. I'm not going to starve, right. you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's how I look at it. i always been, all my life I've been hustling. i had had jobs since I was 14 years old, nonstop, man. But a lot of it was from help from the government, the city government. They had these jobs for us. They ain't even got for us more. Right. I don't know what they done for me. And a lot of the adults don't realize that, that these jobs ain't out of here the way it was when we was kids. Right. And and they say, y'all got all these programs that that help, you know, young uh, disadvantaged young men.
5: And these programs, ain't, it ain't enough of those programs. Right. Uh, am I right? Right. Cause they got these so-called programs. The program would be riding around picking us up. Or something. Come well, around yeah. and talking He's talking seen where go. Know yeah. a post post or something. Put like something like on the door on a windshield wipe or something. Now, I'm not saying somebody will come and bring you a job. You gonna have to uh, you, yeah, they eat, but at least eat, have so a they job eat, available. Have like a oh, or a council oh, come oh. out to the Squeezy points. You no, know? not even that. Have a whole event. And people they, giving out jobs. Well, Elijah Cummings has events for jobs. Yeah. See, it's Okay, see. so you know they probably don't pay jobs. Right, right. Well, the way I got my start is I was an apprentice. Right. So I was a
2: plumbing apprentice, and I learned how to do plumbing. and and I learned how to weld pipe and all that and then I got more every year I got a raise every year I got a raise so I, I had my five years and I graduated and I was a journeyman but now I'm a master so but that's how it worked for me but you're gonna to have to start somewhere you can't start at the top man no, you gotta start somewhere but you but the squeegee thing is a dead end job you know what I'm saying so we gotta figure out a way to um to to enfranchise these young men out here and uh one of the ways that we figured out is we, when we start restoring these houses we want to have contractors in these houses. minority contractors in these houses, hire, and we're gonna we want them to hire these young people, to teach them trades like electricians. They're gonna need electricians. They're gonna need plumbers. They're gonna need all carpenters. They make decent money, man. Right. So I wouldn't sneeze at it. You know, it's just at least you got an opportunity. You know, you may not want to do that. Right. Yeah, but at least you got got an opportunity. Right. But um, I, I that's basically all I, I had. You know, I, I just wanted to hear from you. Right. I mean, you pretty much support everything that I believe in anyway, right. because I've been hearing all the BS from the older people that they don't know what they're talking about. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to hear it from a man with a bunch of uh, don't fat police, you know, right. you know what
5: I'm saying? I would rather go down and figure it out for myself. Right. Right. All right, sir. I appreciate it.
2: Okay. Um, that was one of the youth that's out here um, doing the uh, suji, And and like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to, to hear it from for myself, but that was basically confirmation of the things I already understood that a lot of people can't seem to get and they want to blame the powerless. And a lot of it is is guilt because a lot of people that criticize these kids know they haven't done anything to help the community. They know that. And uh, some of those kids, (laughs) for some of the ones that scream the loudest, some of those kids might be, some of their kids that they abandoned. So, you know, they say that when you throw a rock at a a pack of dogs the one that's screaming the loudest, is the one you hit. So, um, let me... uh, Bring up Alan, and then we'll um, discuss this a little bit further as far as um, corruption, police corruption, et cetera, and why it's bad for our community. Because they say that 70% of all crimes are solved with the help of the citizen. So let's go to Alan.
6: (coughs) Alan. How you doing, brother? Yeah, you know, African-American, we understand the squeegee kids because they look like, you know, down south. You remember in the 60s that black folks couldn't get a job nowhere and we didn't want to pick cotton? You know, the squeegee kids, I talked to them. Yeah, I never would stand out and beg. You know, we begged them to vote. You know, when the police run them out, they got to have, uh, you know, approval from the politician. You know how you can, you know, because we say the people on the streets, they don't even own the block they stand on. But they got on a politician by uh, getting a registration card because I voted when I was 18. I voted Clinton every time. Clinton was good to my family. That's I, why you I got voted, to
2: get- I, I voted too, sir, but the politicians don't necessarily do the will of the people, and that's the biggest thing Let me. Let me finish, please. And that's the biggest thing we had with the uh, the, um, the Dollar House program, which would help to mitigate a lot of this joblessness in, in our community, is that we brought people down to City Hall. We followed all the normal political processes. And uh, a proposal was voted on and and, uh, approved unanimously, but they've yet to give us a pilot for the program, which will provide home ownership opportunities for the adults and also training jobs and jobs training opportunities for the young people. So they don't have to be out here. So people ain't out here, Sweden, because um, they they don't like you. No, you can't. The Swedish kids can't eat tree bark. Okay, you can't digest it. You try it and and you see how much you like it.
6: Let me say this, brother. You know, cause you yeah. know, you know, even the politician they barely get hungry too, cause Trump putting a whammy on us. You know why I said, if you had to give a man a fish and he's young and he won't vote, if you 18 years old when you get hungry, enough you gonna find food. You're going and vote and everything. This is what I said when you start talking about the uh, the military. My uncle couldn't even read and write. He retired with 22 years. He said better than picking that cotton. I'm not gonna hold these young uh, guys. Hey, uncle, I seen a guy with two thousand dollars. He said go buy a dirt bike. And uh, I asked the, him, I said, "Okay, tell you, you about it? I said, me, you about it? Let They're me address folks. your... Uh, he won't uh, vote! He won't okay, vote! Okay, all right,
2: all right. Yeah. Okay, let me address that. All right, look, I vote. I voted every year. I took my kids with me to vote. Um, when Obama ran for president, they were young then. They're grownups now. But when Obama first ran for president, I took both my, my, my kids with me, my son and my daughter. And um, they voted. Okay, now, here's the problem with... with, with um. Uh, politicians. Number one, they're bought and paid for by the um, the power structure in Baltimore City. Everybody knows that. Number two, they take us for granted. Okay, so they look at us like, you're going to vote for me anyway. I'm black. So where else are you going to go? I mean, that's basically what I get. That's the vibe I get. And um, so they just try to figure out which white group that they need to please. And, they, and the hell with us. So, like I said, we got people... Um, <laughs> Turn down the remaining affordable housing stock in the black community. And nobody's doing anything about it. We had um, a predatory lending crisis in Baltimore City. Nobody did anything, which started the blight in the first place. Nobody did anything about that. Nobody stood up for us. So, um, what we need, the next mayor we get, has to be somebody that's going to stand up and put their boot to the butt of the power structure in Baltimore City and uh, push when they're not doing stuff to support and help the people. Because what they're doing is they're feeding at the public troll and they're not bringing anything back to the community to help uh, the majority population, which is black, by the way. We're 62% black. We're um, 29% white. Do you have others? But I'm telling you like it is. White folks control the city through the business community. That's that's why when they say people like Catherine Pugh, they're uh, uh, business friendly. um, That's what they mean. We can still control the city. That's like code, you know. (laughs) And... um, Basically, as long as they, we have these these um, people, and by the way, um, she canceled Dr. King the Dr. King parade. Who does that? You know, who does that? And but she reinstated it when the protests start marching to her house. But I don't want to get on her because I don't. I think that a lot of the people that the puppet masters got away. We were so busy concentrating on her and the puppet, we, that we missed the puppet master. Okay, and every child knows that if you destroy the puppet you still, you know, the puppet master just gets another puppet, okay? A child knows that. So we gotta pay more attention, be more analytical when we do stuff. Let's bring Sandra up.
7: You know, I I was listening to you, um, Tarone, and you are absolutely right. I wish you could record your conversation and Find a way to give it to people who don't understand the system yeah. and don't
2: understand well, what's going on. I do do with that, Black children. The dot All my shows are hung there by a young man that that helps me out, and uh, we hang. I mean, well, he hangs a show. It might be a, a week lag time, but you can go to the internet and, and, and type in the call dot Ty- Also, what you can do is you can go to YouTube and type in the words "Holmes brings the Dollar House program to Baltimore." Holmes brings okay. the Dollar House program to Baltimore. You'll see our testimony in front of City Hall. You'll see the resistance we got. We packed Can City I Hall that night. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
7: Can I say this? They just want to find a way to take the profit out of the school kids, just like they found a way to take the profits out of marijuana. When the black young man was selling marijuana professionally, the white people came in and started making up places where they could go out and grow it and make it well, become legal.
2: I'm not in favor of of uh of making people professional beggars. What I what I would like to see them do is give them an alternative to squeezing. Not police though. Uh, not police. Yeah, Something some that's not involved that. the police. Because that's not Okay,
7: another thing, white people complaining, yes they do complain about the squeeze kids, but who is the ones at downtown paying them to come and wash their windshields and their windows? I was downtown during the weekend, and that's exactly who I saw a contributor well, to I'll be honest for with you. these
2: kids. I'll, do, I'll be honest with you. I give them money, I, I you know, because I, I realize it's hardship. Like and um, I sometimes, most of the time, I tell them not even do my window. It's not a matter <laughs> whether or not you know they're gonna. I want have a desire to get my windows done. I have a desire to to uh, help out an under uh, underprivileged child when I can, and if I have the money, which isn't much. I mean. <laughs> you know what, a couple of dollars, a dollar, that's not not much. And I don't expect to solve all their problems, but you know what, Um, I know that they're suffering. People aren't out there, and if you listen to the young man, he's not out there because he wants to be a Swedish kid. He has ambitions. He wants to own a car wash, okay?
7: But his family does not own a
2: house or anything that they can invest to get that car wash. So meanwhile, he's got to figure out how to, how to make it out here. There's that's people, true. There's people doing all kinds of stuff, slinging dope and everything else. I'm not right. I'm not approving of that. I'm not saying that's what you should do, but sometimes when you're left with no alternatives, you're put into survival mode, and you do what you got to well, do. if they
7: were really, really concerned about the young black children in Baltimore City, they would pave a way for
2: them. Well, that's the problem. That's why I say it's, it's the power structure in Baltimore, the business community in Baltimore. They want everything. They don't want to share any of the wealth. Baltimore that's is right. the economic engine of the city.
1: That's right. You know, yes, hands down.
2: Right. And and uh, yeah, I know the lines are full, but and, and uh, hands down, Baltimore's economic engine of the city. And I hear on some of these conservative talk shows uh, how much money mm-hmm. the state gives Baltimore. It's minuscule mm-hmm. compared to the amount of revenue that Baltimore City produces in terms of the business community in Baltimore, the port of Baltimore and everything else. So don't let them fool you, you with this nonsense like that. They don't fool
7: some. me, I know. And, and I've Yuck, heard... Have a nice day. i right, let thank you thank go. You. I've,
2: I've also heard where, and on the conservative stations... You yes, know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll,
7: I'll let you go.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for calling, Sandra. Bye. Call me next week. Okay. And I also I have, have heard... um Them talking about taking over Baltimore, you know, having to take over Baltimore. A lot of black folks aren't aware of that, but they they actually seriously discussing taking over Baltimore City and giving it to Baltimore County or something ridiculous like that. Look, and they're using crime as an excuse, which we said the crime rate's been pretty steady anyway. The murder rate's been pretty steady because you ain't doing nothing to to mitigate it. So, um, or you're not coming up with programs that work. So, they they want to... um, they want to have a, a state, and and in the case of Detroit, the reason they took over there is because they went bankrupt. Now Baltimore has a, a triple A bond rating still. There's no reason to be taking no over Baltimore City, you know. So let's just stop the nonsense. And a mayor, a strong mayor, would say, "Man, get out of my face with that." You know, Marion Barry wouldn't go for that. You're not gonna take over D.C. from Marion Barry. So sometimes you gotta stand up, and you gotta. I hope that the people are gonna be behind you, and a lot of times they will be. Okay, so I, I know the phones are calls are. The phones are loaded. So I, I, what I need y'all to do is just hold tight. I want to go over a few things before we get to um, the uh, the phones. Now, as I said before, now, and also in the news, Marilyn Mosley had, had to drop 760 cases because of uh, some of the, the um, corruption of the police, 25 police officers, additional police officers, besides the uh, Gun Trace Task Force, which I said all along, that was just the tip of the iceberg. I've been saying that for the longest time. You know, I knew they didn't catch everybody, but you know, and then people blaming Marilyn Mosby that they got to release these criminals, or whatever. If, if some of them may be innocent, innocent, far as I know, you know, um, people are blaming her. No, the blame goes with the police department and the and the uh, corrupt police. That goes on them. She's just doing her job to administer justice. You can't you can't prosecute people unconstitutionally if you don't have evidence. You can't be prosecuted. Would you want somebody to do that to you? So. <laughs> Sometimes you got to let the guilty go in the interest of of, of uh, not prosecuting the innocent. You know, that's just the way it is. Our, our, we have constitutional law here. You can't just, oh, because I think they might be guilty. No, it doesn't work like that, people. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that for me, you, or, or a criminal. You know, you got to have your day in court, and it's got to be right. And the other thing is when you lock somebody up, you got to make them whole again. Just put them out, back out on the street and dust them off and saying, oh, my bad. You know, that, <laughs> that doesn't get it. You know, you put somebody in jail for X amount of years; they lost their job, everything. You got to make them whole when you put them back out. Otherwise, they're gonna go back, resort back to what they're doing, or or try something desperate to survive. Okay, so let's go to um uh 67. no fifty seven. Uh, and this is a case where um uh a guy he he cuts hair now. He he was my barber for a while. He cuts hair, and he was incarcerated. Now he got out and he went clean, he, he has a trade. He's, just like I said, when you find something else to do, people aren't, you know, they don't have anything else. You get an opportunity to do something else. He's gotten out of that. He's not in that lifestyle anymore. But still, this is the problem with having corrupt police when you're trying to turn your life around.
1: All right, um,
2: tell me about the, uh, the, the story about the police. Uh you up about some uh,
4: yellow tops. Yes, um, I was down on uh walking down the street and um, the police pulled me over. I gave a guy a cigarette. And the police pulled me over and said, what did you give that guy? I said I gave him a cigarette. He said, pull oh. So his his uh partner went to the trunk. Opened up his trunk and asked his other partner what top what tops do they sell around here? He said these are yellow, this is the yellow top area. So he pulled out two yellow tops and said, Well, where did these come from? I said those aren't mine. And the officer replied, they're yours today. And then they took me to jail. How did you get out? The only reason why I got out of jail is because when the commissioner seen my name, seen seen the police officer's name on the statement, they knew that the officers were already under investigation, so they let me out of all the problems. And then when as I went to court, when I went to court, the public defender called my name and said, "You're released. Go ahead, just go on. We're under investigation." They were under investigation, man, for just those type of things, man, planning drugs. um, drugs. Guns, putting all these different things on a young black man in the inner city. Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: You. Okay, so as you can see, even when people try to turn their life around, you got some of these corrupt cops. And this guy also told me that when he was selling drugs, the police, he had police uh, pretty much working on his behalf. I don't know if they were on the payroll, but he would, he would um, have them stitch on another drug gang <laughs> and they would go raid that drug gang take the money and the drugs. They would keep most of the money and give him the drugs. And so, it's, you know, as these are um, rival gangs. So that kept him, you know, looking good. And at the same time, he got rid of his rivals, you know, without engaging in violence. So so um, um, that's just, you know, uh, like I said, it's the tip of the iceberg. And by the way, that was recorded because I was on the air before. That was recorded before the gun tra- trace task force even broke. Before that story even broke, so I knew about these things even before the gun trace task force even happened. That was recorded a couple years ago, okay. And as I said, my th- I'm usually about two years ahead of the average Negro in my thinking. So, and that's just um, an example of, of that. So, the the other thing is um, I'm gonna do. I'm, I, I, hold on, callers. I'm, gonna, I'm I know you, I'm loaded. Lines loaded, but let me get through this other one, and I'm starting to pick up calls again. Um. And we're going to figure out, um, number 58, how, how, you know, planted evidence can affect somebody, even if they're trying to stay straight. And this is a good kid. I mean, he had a good job in Virginia, and he had, um, he had a security clearance and all that. And this is how this planted evidence thing can really hurt you, because they see all of us as the same, the universal suspect. Some of them. the bad cops. They're good cops, too. My son is in law enforcement, by the way. So I don't, I'm not, I don't think all cops are bad. He's a good cop.
8: Jason, uh, I say before it started getting warm, one of my friends was walking up the uh, walking into the car yard. As he's walking into the car yard, somebody called him back, the talk to him or whatever. And when he instead of him walking back, he he was basically where he was walking at was in basically like at an intersection of an alley in the street. So yeah, instead got of him, record? Say it again, do you have a criminal record? No, he doesn't have a criminal record at all. Okay, not at huh? all. So when he was walking. The uh, the knockers came up, uh came up the street and made the left, they see him standing by the alley. He get the walking, cause he seen him, knowing what type of area that we live in. He get the walking up, uh, but they thinking that he probably came out of the alley. They go, they get to messing with him or whatever. Mind you, he ain't ain't no drugs or record or whatever right, right on, on his record. He has no record. He get locked up for some drugs that they found in the alley. Now they trying to, and because of because of that, because of that whole situation, he lost his uh, he lost his job. He was working with uh, oh my god. He's working with some somewhere I don't know exactly what he was doing, but he was doing some type of job in Virginia, and you can't have a record doing that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they was trying to offer him probation and all that. You get what I'm saying, but it's 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 the not this the fact of if you know the system and not knowing the system. You get what I'm saying? Did mm-hmm. he take probation? No, I told him don't take anything. Because right, because that's a guilty plea. Yeah, because yeah. he didn't have no record, so it's basically on the how can out of you you 27 years old and you ain't never had a drug charge. Now all of a sudden you in a, a so-called drug area and they find something in the alley. Now they gonna say that it's yours you have no history of it, so they can't just say that you sell drugs. You get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay, so you can see the danger. And as I said before, 70% of the crimes that are solved are due to the cooperation of a citizen. So you can see the danger of having corrupt police in these neighborhoods. So you even have, even some of the good kids are getting caught up because they see us as a universal, the bad cops see us as a universal suspect. You know, take take your punishment as a man. I mean, like a man, like the gentleman that makes more money than anybody else in the city said when he was... Um, Place, uh, um, conducting that false arrest on that young man. Um, so we got to be um, very careful when we, we expose these corrupt police. And uh, that's why um, I would say that Marilyn Mosby has done an excellent job because she stood up. A lot of the politicians were hiding when the stuff was going. Freddie Gray was ro- ridden around with a broken neck, giving a rough ride. We don't need all that. You take the man in. I'm not saying people should be allowed to commit crimes. They should be arrested for committing crimes. But you take the man in, you give him his day in court. You don't. We don't need you killing him. We don't need you breaking his neck, none of that. Um, and uh, so let's go to Leon.
9: Hey, guys, how you doing?
2: All right, sir, how's it going, Mr. Leon?
9: Go I want you to follow me on this. Go ahead. Now, I read in the paper that Merlin Mosley's office Closed the investigation on two of the su- subsequent task force officers that were convicted. Her office closed the case on, said there was no case, and it also said she closed it before the feds closed uh, uh board indictments. Okay, that was part of part of the uh what's the name, which I think they played a, a political uh, p- political trick on her to make it look as though. Her office was inefficient because subsequently the task force people were convicted, okay? Right. But it gave the impression that her office dropped the case against two of the individuals.
2: Right, right. That right.
9: Was also they don't like her. You follow uh, yeah, huh? the white power structure
2: in Baltimore, and I'm putting it like yeah. it is, they don't like her. When I listen to conservative uh, talk radio, yeah. they do not like her. And that, to you know, me, that's a plus. If it, And if the FOP, the FOP sued her, remember? Yeah, that's a badge of honor.
9: Listen to this wait till they come out with the film of the Freddie Gray house where he lives still dealing drugs out of there. Wait till you see that in the paper. Well take care. All right.
2: Thanks for calling on Leon. Call next to- oh wait.
9: The film of the Freddie Gray.
2: Okay, let's talk about what a criminal record. Well, no, we're not gonna talk about that. Let's talk about um um uh, um 63. Because uh, I think Marilyn Mosley doesn't get enough credit for, for quelling those riots. And uh, if you remember, it was her coming out and saying, look, we've heard you. We've heard your voice. We, uh, your crowds of justice, you know, more or less. And that's why the kids were rioting in the first place. You just waltz into a block, break somebody's neck, and you waltz out, and, you know, no consequence. I mean, come on. If that can happen to Freddie Gray... And this is what people need to understand. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to me. It can happen to you. If it can't happen to Freddie Gray, it can't happen to none of us. So we got to take care of the least of of these, you know, as as the scripture says. Um, So we got to be, I know know Freddie Gray was not a model citizen. But the fact of the matter is he needs his day in court. You don't just execute somebody on the street. No summary executions in this country. So we need to take care. Um, I know an older gentleman. He was seven. he's 80 now, but he was 70 years old when the police pulled him over and broke his arm. So don't think that if we let them get away with this, they won't do it to you. Okay, so let's be very careful. Um, um, 63. Marilyn Mosby. I'll tell you what. Let's, let's let's do this. Let's go to uh, Ernest. Go ahead, Ernest. Hey, Tavern. Hey, sir. How's it going?
10: The reason why uh, those officers got off in the Freddie Gray trial because that black wagon driver allowed them to, those three white officers to put Freddie Gray in the back of that wagon. If he had said no, call an ambulance, Right. They would have had the injuries narrowed down to those three officers and they would have been found guilty. But the black officers that was on the scene played a big roll and those white officers getting off now and out in Baltimore County I bet if you check you'll find that uh, Scott Schellenberger is getting campaign money from the FOP probably large number four that's in my opinion this is why when police kill people in Baltimore County. It's not even an investigation.
2: Right. They just killed somebody recently, right? A guy had a knife. And they found him you know, and then they cut the cameras off. I guess they killed him. I I mean I would think that I mean I would hope and that I would, you know, have enough sense to you know, shoot him in the leg. I know the police tell you shoot this in a mask. just like the military. But I in that situation I think if I put one in, in, and his kneecap—I don't think he must much damage. I didn't feel like they had to kill him.
10: See, they no—they pulled a—they pulled a, a bait and switch on black people. But this is how they did it. When they got ready and knew they was going to kill him, they shouted out, "Drop the knife! Drop the knife!" That gave you the impression that he did have a knife. Right. But if you go back and look at the video, and I'm sure the state's attorneys looked at that video. And saw that that man, what he had in his right hand was a something white, a napkin
2: right handkerchief right, right. I, I couldn't see it, I couldn't see it, but I did, what I did see was that he was surrounded by police There's no, he couldn't go anywhere you, there's no competition you got a knife you know what they say don't bring a knife to a gunfight
10: yeah <laughs> <but he laughs> that didn't was have classic. It. he didn't have a knife in his hand when right. he got shot right first they said first they said he they got cut by box cutters. right. Then they said it was a knife. And then they showed you a single picture of a lock blade knife that most police carry. <laughs> most police carry a lock blade knife.
2: Okay, okay, Ernest, I'm going to have to...
10: Let me, let me, let me Go just, ahead, finish let me, let me just, up. Let me just... We got let me the me boards just ca- loaded. Okay, let me just cap up with this. Okay, go ahead. And <laughs> you're ex-police, why, right? The, you're ex-police, correct? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. The, the, the reason why... That a lot of black talk show hosts do not talk about these things. Oh, Suda, Detective Suda, right, was dirty. I told you when he when he killed his son. Right, I, I heard that,
2: but I didn't he want to say it on the air. I heard huh? from other people. I heard from people in the street, but I don't want to hear him say it on the air. No, it's in it's in it's
10: in it's in the, it's in the papers. Right. it's all over the right. news. Right now, it is, is.
2: now it is, right. Yeah,
10: it's yeah. Not, But I told you when it happened. Right, that he was dirty and he was crooked. Now it comes out that he was dirty and he was crooked, and guess what? What? All the black people that said, oh, you killed one of our great ones, they haven't opened their mouth. Okay, see, this is why. This is, see, we got a lot of provocateurs. People that act like they're working in the best interest of black people are really working in the best interest of white people. Right. Okay, Aaron, I'm going to let you go.
2: We run out of time. Uh, but thanks for calling. Call, call in next week. Okay, so. All right, so what we're going to do is um, we're going to talk some more about why it's important to uh, have strong peop- strong folks in place to stand up for our rights. Um, so let's go to 62, uh, what we were talking about before. Um, Marilyn Mosby had actually doesn't get enough credit for those riots, and this is why.
11: I would also like to thank the Baltimore City Police Department, particularly Major Brantford of the Homicide Unit, and Rodney Hill of the Internal Affairs Division for providing us with a hard copy of their investigative materials yesterday, information that we already had. And lastly, I would like to thank Baltimore City Sheriff Department in assisting us with this investigation as an independent law enforcement agency with police powers. To the governor of this great state of Maryland, thank you for expediting the autopsy report which enabled us to do our job. Last, but certainly not least, to the youth of this city, I will seek justice on your behalf. This is a moment, this is your moment. Let's ensure that we have peaceful and productive rallies that will develop structural and systemic changes for generations to come. You're at the forefront of this cause. And as young people, our time is now. All yes, right.
3: Oh,
2: so those are the type of leaders. That's what leadership looks like. Okay? And I'm going to take question. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go one more and then I'm gonna go back to the phones. Um uh number uh sixty one. And we're gonna show you why people are behind Marilyn Mosby and um and uh, a leader is up front. But people in order to have people behind you you have to be up front and out there. And like I said, she's been sued, intimidated, death threats, everything else. So from my understanding of what I and then this is, you know, from what I could see, she was a very courageous person. That's just what we need in the city. And uh, we need somebody like that for mayor. Go ahead, uh, Jason.
1: Straight up, man. I love you, Marilyn Mosby. I love you. You came in and you did your damn job. That's what I'm talking Listen about. Listen Freddie Ray's neighborhood. Please don't ever leave Baltimore. That's the guy We that need more people Freddie like Ray. you that's here and that's gonna show us the love and respect and, 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 and get those pigs out of there. And by pigs, I mean dirty cops. Because it's not all cops. All cops are not, but guess what? It takes one bad apple to spoil a bunch, baby. And that's how they carry it with us. We out here for my man Freddie. Justice will prevail, baby. It's gonna prevail in the education Lie to us because we already knew the truth. We knew was. what you guys did, man. That's some b- you try to hide it from us, man. Tell us the truth because if it was anybody else, that's Freddie and, Gray's and the buddy. predicament He filmed for the, the event. That's been handled. It would have been taken care of. But since it's an African American, we don't matter. Man, we're human beings. We are not thugs. We are not who they say we are. You understand what I'm talking about? Man, Baltimore City is the city of love, baby. And we're going to keep on holding it down. And we're going to keep on marching for the rights of human beings. We're going to keep on going the police brutality it's not about race it's a it's a police thing against a civilian thing if you with us then you with us if you for the cause you for the cause but guess what we're gonna get justice in the end
3: let's go! We out here! Thank you Miss Marilyn Mosby! Thank you! Yeah. Thank you,
1: Never leave us. We need you, baby. Don't go nowhere because we are behind you a 100%.
2: Okay, that was in Freddie Gray's neighborhood. And uh, that's the gentleman that filmed the uh, Freddie Gray uh, incident. And without that film, there would have never been a trial. I'm sure of that. Um, uh, but at any rate, you can see the appreciation. And that's what we need. And uh, the next mayor, if you're going to run for mayor, I don't care who you are. It should be somebody like that that's courageous and will stand up to the white power structure. You need that in Baltimore, because that's what's taking away all the resources, it's like Africa, one of the richest nations in, in like all little Africa, one of the richest nations in the universe. But they can't use the wealth to um, feed their own people, you know? And um, a lot of it has to do with um, the resources being exploited and the world markets being used as uh, weaponized against them. You know, and and they do have some corruption too, because you have sellout blacks in Africa, just like you got, you got them here. So, and that's the that's that's a part of the problem. Okay, so let's go with Ricky.
0: All right. All right. Good. Good afternoon. Good well, Good early, Good late morning. Uh, <laughs> this is Ricky Vaughn, and I just wanted to chime in on 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 the comment. I mean, one, you're you're absolutely right. We need courageous and bold. I, I might add, leaders, especially within your next mayor, Baltimore.
2: Absolutely. State. If you're not that person, don't run. You're wasting your time. We don't need no so, more uh, get along nah. get along uh, mayors that don't want to do anything for the citizens. They only want to help the business community and the developers.
0: Absolutely. And I, and I think I've proven that I'm that bold person. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll say we it, it's not only about just courageous and bold, but we also got to make sure that we break up that good old boy, good old system, good old establishment. We got to stop recycling the same elected officials in office and get upset about why things don't change in Baltimore. We have that love, as, as the brother was speaking about. Baltimore has that city love, but we've also been uh, misrepresented for years, and that's why we have all this anger that's still inside of Baltimore with a, not only a mistrust with the police department, but a mistrust at City Hall. Absolutely. So uh, you know, I, I would say you're right. Not only do we need that boldness, and courageous from the next mayor, but we also need within our city government with city council as well.
2: Right. So we I don't need people in there them. that forget where they came from. They get up in there and they forget about the people that put them, got them where they are. And that's and the big thing. we don't problem. need
0: people that need a job.
2: And too. they get to come. They get to come. Yeah, they need a job. They get to come. Yeah, exactly. they need a
0: job. We, we, we right. don't need that. too right. many folks running for office because they need employment. Exactly. Uh, and and that's what's missing in Baltimore. We need folks that really want to truly represent the people. And you said it. Folks that are from the street. You know, folks that are, you know, I get upset when we're talking about all these town All right, you had a close, Vaughn. I got a
2: couple more calls. The show's oh, almost so, over. So,
0: so, sorry, yeah, I, I I get upset when they talk about all these town halls. I too. But and, I'm going to get these, Yeah. But, but you need to get out there before campaign season and election season, have town halls, and understand what's going on in the community. So with that, I'll end it. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you,
2: sir. Call back next week. Okay, let's go to Mark C. Mark.
12: Hey, how you doing, Tyrone? Mark. Man, I appreciate you, man, so much, man. Um, uh, a weak mayor, and you—you you ain't saying this. A weak mayor would 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 keep on, you know, uh, prolonging and dragging their foot on something as important as as, as, as the pilot that you had uh under pew i didn't vote for her you know but she did some good things also i'm glad you had the you squeezy squeezing young man on back in the day tyrone we didn't have the, the crack epidemic where you got a lot of young people 50 60, adults now i am on their responsibility right right yeah, we, so
2: they want to mark they want to blame it on the kids that they got bad parents how you gonna do exactly, that
12: how he is so thank you uh for doing that uh as far as the police i'm gonna have sergeant hopson on um Sunday at five o'clock on my show. We're gonna we're gonna hash this up. Sheila Dixon was, was successful um because she had a real community um policing strategy. I I talked to her and she held everybody accountable. FOP and everybody accountable. That's right. very important.
2: Now all right, thank you, sir. Thanks for calling that. All
12: right, partner. Okay.
2: Now I'm not in that police again. I said as I said, my son's a police officer. Um and Marilyn Mosby has five generations of police in her uh family. Um, her uncles were police. Her um, mother and father were police. Um, and uh, what got her into um, a prosec- being a prosecutor is her brother was killed, what I understand. I could, you know, from what I understand, her brother was killed when she, when she was like 14 and he was 17. And she saw how great that prosecutor had that case. And that's what inspired her to become a prosecutor. So she's not in it because she hates police. No. She's going, she's, what she's saying is nobody's above the law, including the police. A murder is a murder. People, no matter who does it, whether the police uh, do it or whether I do it or whoever. But um, we can't have that going on in our, in our society and expect the citizens to corroborate with the police. So well, these things need to be um, taken care of. As soon as we get corrupt cops, they need to be handled. Let's bring Charles up. And then. Charles?
0: Yeah, yeah, I had called when you were talking about the Squeegee Boys. Right. Now, we're in layoff season. And secondly, this is the lowest that scrap metal has been in many, many years, due to the tariffs affecting construction and manufacturing. Okay. So take both of those together. How are the squeegee boys going to start getting jobs when you have their parents and their siblings and everybody else in the
12: city and state that are looking for jobs and going to well, be well? I'm gonna off. put it
2: to you this way, and like I told the young man. Um, the program that we're trying to do it requires um, what we want to do is we want to get these houses. They're gold mine. They are a gold mine for employment. There a gold It's not ain't gonna be no unless we demand it or unless we have a strong mayor. It's not gonna happen. But what I'm saying is we these vacant houses are. So, so you talking I, hypothetically let fin- then? Let me You talking
0: hypothetically? Right. Because you don't have a time okay.
2: Frame. Uh, all right. So <laughs> now let me talk. What I'm saying is that we need to do things that actually work. To, to alleviate the suffering. Otherwise, we're going to continue to suffer. Now, if we can get, we, what we want to do is we want to take these houses and put a, a minority contractor in every house and have him hire the youth and train them in the trades. These guys are always slinging dope, and whatever. Train them in the trades as electricians, plumbers, carpenters, etc. So that they can make a decent living. They want to be out here slinging and committing these crimes. People are resorting, people are doing this stuff because they're in survival mode. Not, in a lot of cases, they don't want to do it. And if they find a way to get out of it, they get out of it. I've seen it. So we got to look at things that work. And the police alone is not going to do it. Eye in the sky, all the stuff. That's not going to, you got to commit a crime in order to be arrested, okay? I mean, I, you don't need eye in the sky. You need police on the beat, walking the street with their feet. Not eye in the sky, okay? Let's try that. We don't need all that high-tech stuff. And then we need jobs for these kids. You know, and and jobs for our young people, and this is a way to do it. And you can have at the same time have home ownership opportunities for people that wouldn't otherwise have them. This will work. I'll bet the mayor two thousand. I'll bet the mayor two thousand dollars will work. But I, this is all the time I have, and I thank you all for tuning in to another exciting and informative edition of the Call Tyrone Show. Come back next week. You hear.
0: WOLB Baltimore and WERQ FM HD3 Baltimore. Brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. Are you an employee of a company or a government agency and you're facing foreclosure of your home, wondering if you can file bankruptcy and get a fresh start without endangering your job? sorodian Associates understands that bad things can happen to good people, and they want to give you answers. Call four one.